and welcome to Unbreak Your Health, the podcast program about the world of hope and health known as complementary and alternative medicine. I'm Alan Smith in Plano, Texas, author of Unbreak Your Health, and today our topic is Jin Shin Jitsu, and our guest is the president of JSJ, Inc., Mr. David Burmeister. David was beginning a career in the mental health field in San Diego when his sister-in-law asked if he'd come back to Arizona and run the office for a few months. Well, that was in 1985, and he's still there carrying on the work of his mother, Mary Burmeister. So let's begin with, what does the term Jinshin Jitsu mean in Japanese? Well, the literal translation of Jinshin Jitsu is the art of the creator through persons of knowing and compassion. Jinshin Jitsu is a highly evolved form of acupressure, which was classified by Dr. Andrew Weil as energy medicine, and it's based upon the understanding of how life-giving energy circulates throughout the body. David, how old is JSJ? Jinshin Jitsu was developed in the early 1900s by my mother's teacher, Master Joe Marai. During his early adulthood, Joe became extremely ill. His father and brother were both medical doctors. They brought Jiro to the medical school in Tokyo to see what could be done for him, but they were told his condition was terminal. So not wanting to die in a hospital, Jiro asked to be carried to the family cabin in the mountains to be left to die alone. While he was waiting for death, he decided to practice sitting Zen, something he had done during his early years, and to utilize some of the mudra he had observed on many of Japan's Buddhist statues. So for the first six days he was in the mountain cabin, Jiro's body became colder and colder, and each day he wondered if it was going to be his last. But then on the seventh day, his body became very hot, as though steam was surging through him. When he cooled down, he realized that he was fully recovered, as though he had never been ill. And he bowed down and gave thanks and vowed to devote his life to understanding how he was able to recover his health. And this was basically the beginning of what would be a lifetime of research leading to the development and refinement of the art of Jinshinjitsu. David, how did your mother, Mary Burmeister, become involved with it? Well, Mary first met Joe Marai just after returning to Japan after World War II. Mary was actually a U.S. citizen who was visiting Japan at the time that Pearl Harbor was bombed. And she ended up getting stuck in Japan as a U.S. citizen during World War II, a very kind of private and mysterious part of her life. But as soon as the war was over, she returned to the U.S., joined the United States Civil Service, returned to Japan, and worked with the occupying forces. It was at that time, while she was teaching English to students in a private home, that she was introduced to Jiro Murai on a kind of surprise visit that he made to the home. And it was one of those momentous visits where when she heard he was coming, she tried to excuse herself but was told that the teacher knew that she was there and wanted to meet her. And upon their first meeting, he asked her if she would bring a gift from Japan to America. Not having any idea what she was being asked, she said yes. And that pretty much began her many years of study with Jiro Murai. How many years was it before Mary actually began showing it to others? Well, Mary returned to the United States in uh, 1953, and from that time, she continued to correspond with Joe Murai up until his death, which was in 1960. During this period of time, she was also very active in studying and translating her materials into a form that would be understandable to people outside of the culture of Japan. The way that Mary learned Jinshin Jitsu, the major circulation flows 
uh, the major energy channels in the body were all named after gods and goddesses from the Japanese book of ancient things called the Kojiki. And she had to, these, these gods and goddesses are well known in Japanese culture, but to a Western audience, they wouldn't be of much meaning. So she had to take these materials and refine them and kind of translate them in a way for the Western mind. David, what is JSJ? Well, practically speaking, Jinshin Jitsu is an art of harmonizing the body, mind, and spirit by utilizing the universal energy that endows each of us through the simple application of the hands on 26 vital energy locations called the safety energy locks. All types of stress and discomforts can be alleviated. Through the study of Jinshin Jitsu, we become aware of our vast potential to experience greater balance, health, and happiness in our lives. My mom would often say, the truth is that within each one of us lies the power to cast all misery aside and to know complete peace and oneness, to be that beautiful creation of perfect harmony, to truly know and help myself. The basic concepts and principles that we utilize in Jinshin Jitsu are that there is a life energy that circulates throughout the universe and within each individual organism. This life energy manifests itself in varying levels of density. In Jinshin Jitsu, these levels are known as the depths, a pretty core concept in Jinshin Jitsu, which encompass all the spiritual, psychological, and physical aspects of our being. In Jinshin Jitsu, breath is the basic expression of life energy. It allows us to unload to exhale accumulated stress and stagnant energy, and to inhale and receive abundant, purified, fresh energy. Then, when life energy moves through us without obstruction, we're in perfect harmony. Obstructions which lead to physical, mental, and emotional discomfort are created by disharmonious attitudes. The five disharmonized attitudes that we address in Jin Jitsu are worry, fear, anger, sadness, and pretense, which we also call the trying twos. And all of these attitudes basically arise from fear, which Mary would call false evidences appearing real. The next major concept is that life energy moves through the body along distinct pathways known as flows. And these flows are similar to the meridians of traditional acupuncture moxibustion theory, but they are somewhat more detailed and they most of them do cross from the left to the right side of the body. The next principle is that energy circulates down the front of the body and up the back in a continuous oval. And this creates a relationship between the upper and lower body and the front and the back of the body. For instance, so if a symptom appears above the waist, then we know that the cause will be found below the waist and the same relationship exists with the front and back of the body. For instance, you might have a knee pain, but it can really be due to back stress. Or another example might be a headache could be due to a blockage in the, uh, in the pelvis. The next principle is that there are 26 distinct sites, safety energy locks on each side of the body, and these act as circuit breakers to protect the body when the flow of life energy is blocked. Once the safety energy lock shuts down, symptoms will manifest in a corresponding part of the body, and these symptoms serve as both a warning and also an indication of the source of the imbalance. And then finally, Within each of us, there is always an underlying harmony. Even when we suffer from some prevailing illness, that harmony is always present. Although disharmonies can take many forms, they all arise from the same basic root cause, which is blocked life energy. So for this reason, the disharmonies are all called labels. 
this is how we choose to look at illness in Jinshin Jitsu as just different types of labels. There's big scary labels such as cancer or heart disease indicating a lot of stuck or blocked energy. And there are smaller, less fearsome labels such as indigestion, back pain, or a common cold indicating smaller blockages. And any label, regardless of the size, can be helped by freeing up stagnant energy. The majority of Jiro's life is devoted to the development of these principles and the application of the hands, which can be known as the art of Jinshin Jitsu. You want me to tell you a little bit about Jiro Murai and how he first started sharing Jinshin Jitsu with people? Absolutely. Towards the end of his life, Jiro began meeting with very small groups in private homes to teach Jinshin Jitsu to others. These were very private and exclusive groups, mainly with elderly students who weren't particularly interested in sharing their teacher with others. This has something to do with the slow growth of Jinshin Jitsu in Japan. It was a very well-kept secret for many, many years. I was told that most of his students would come to listen to his very technical and difficult lectures so that they would receive his magic touch at the end of class. So really, Jiro had three main students, and they were very serious students, serious about learning Jinshin Jitsu. And they were my mother, Mary Eno, who later became Mary Burmeister, my grandfather, Uhachi Eno, and Haruki Kato. Kato-san has remained in Japan, and he has continued to perpetuate Jinshin Jitsu there. Mary and her father both returned to the U.S. in 1953 to bring Jinshin Jitsu to America. Listeners, if you're enjoying this podcast, then you'll love my new book. The second edition of How to Unbreak Your Health is your map to the world of complementary and alternative therapies. It features a new user-friendly format and 339 new and updated listings in 150 different categories. And you can get it on Amazon.com or at your local bookstore. David, how long does a normal session last? A Jinshin Jitsu session lasts for about an hour. When getting the Jinshin Jitsu session, one remains fully clothed except for their shoes, and the person receiving the session just relaxes comfortably on their back on a padded table. The practitioner will do a quick assessment by first listening to the radio pulses on the wrist. They observe the body for signs of stress or disharmony, any signs of disconfirmation. And then the practitioner may also observe some noticeable attitudes or any complaints that the person may be asking about and may need some attention. And this provides the basic information needed to determine which sequences will be most beneficial for that person. Although the session lasts for about an hour, energetically the flows stay very active in the body for about eight hours. And it's very common for people to report experiencing deep relaxation, feeling very rested, energized, calm, a sense of well-being. What kind of health problems is Jinshin Jitsu good for? Well, um, Jinshin Jitsu seems to work with pretty much all labels. As I mentioned before, all the things that we recognize as illnesses are just different forms of blocked or stuck life energy. So anything that can be aided by improving our circulation, our energetic circulation, can be helped through Jinshin Jitsu. So it really works on so many levels. There's very, very powerful daily sequences that people use for self-help, just as as like a daily practice to 
keep ourselves energized and in balance. People will come and receive sessions for, you know, stress reduction, just daily aches and pains and things like that, everything from back aches to headaches and things. But we also see very, very ill patients, many times people who have exhausted a lot of other types of medical approaches and are, are not having success end up on our doorstep when they're really in a very, very ill condition. So we, we really do work with all conditions and find that Jinchen Jitsu can be beneficial to all of these types of conditions. What are jumper cables in JSJ? Well, jumper cables are my mom's expression of non-doing. She uses the term jumper cable to, uh, which relate to our hands, but that we use our hands to let the energy, this universal energy, flow through us. But it's not our own personal source of energy. We're not giving our energy to the person that we're working on. We are using this limitless source of energy that is forever coming down and is available to us in great abundance. And our hands become jumper cables that transmit this energy. And so we're more of a vessel of transmission than we are doing or giving or fixing or anything. We just become a vehicle of transmission. With Jensen Jitsu, it isn't just a bodywork system. It's also a philosophy too, isn't it? Well, it is. Jensen Jitsu, like many Asian practices goes far beyond just the technical aspect of the application of the hands. Jinchen Jitsu is really an art of living. It really addresses how our attitudes are related to our health. And through awareness of these attitudes, through understanding how our thoughts become real, how our thoughts can manifest into physical form, we become more aware of how to live our lives in a way that is, is more balanced and more self-beneficial. So, David, do our systems become blocked because we're not living the correct lifestyle, that we're basically abusing our bodies on a daily basis? Well, that certainly has a, a lot to do with it. I mean, we make many choices that are all significant to our overall well-being. We can become imbalanced through a number of external sources, trauma, digestive stress, just the the daily stresses that we all experience. But from a jinchujitsu perspective, these are all related to our attitudes, to the disharmonized attitudes, worry, fear, anger, sadness, and pretense. And that when our attitudes are out of balance, they have a direct physical effect on our on our body. Each of these attitudes are related to one of the fingers on our hands and also related to the 12 major organ systems in the body. For instance, when we hold the thumb, we are able to harmonize worry, and this relates to the stomach and spleen flows in the body. When we hold our index finger, we can harmonize the attitude of fear related to kidney and bladder function. Just by holding the middle finger, we can harmonize the attitude of anger related to liver and gallbladder. And by holding the ring finger, we can harmonize the attitude of sadness related to lung and large intestines. And the little finger related to trying to or pretense is related to the heart and small intestines. And Mary had a little device for remembering this, and she would say, get rid of worries, F-A-S-T. Worries being the thumb, 
and FAST being the index, middle, ring, and pinky finger. So we can use that little device to know which finger to go to when we're experiencing one of these disharmonious attitudes. And just exhale a few times and really experience the transformation it can have on us when we're in the middle of one of these strong emotional states of being. So JSJ can also be used for self-healing. Well, self-help is a very, very big aspect of Jinchen Jitsu, and it really is at the core of what my mom was interested in developing after she had studied with Gerald Marai. Most of what she learned was designed to be applied to another person, and some of these flows Gerald would use and would teach his students to use on themselves, but many of them were very difficult to be able to access. So um, a lot of my mom's focus for a period of her life was to develop materials for people to utilize on themselves. And so she has this set of three really wonderful books, self-help books one, two, and three. And they have daily sequences and routines that are very complete, even self-help book number one by itself when she wrote it. She wasn't really planning on writing two and three, so it's kind of a gestalt in its own. And it's a wonderful way to utilize Jinchen Jitsu on a daily basis and keep ourselves in balance and prevent ourselves from getting into stressful conditions that, that just don't serve us. Is it only available in Japan and America? Well, it's uh, really available all over the world now. I would say less so in Japan than many places in the world. It, it really has not grown very much in Japan. Haruki Kado, is, he's, what is he now? 82 years old, and his son Sadaki are really the two people in Japan who are practicing, and he is the last remaining student of Jeremiah's who is alive today. But for various reasons, I think a lot of it to do with the Japanese culture, Jinchinjitsu has just not really grown to very great awareness in Japan. We offer classes right now in about 25 different countries. We have classes all over the United States. They're held in a one-week workshop form where people can come and study for five days and get a basic understanding of the principles and application of Jinchen Jitsu. And like I said, those are all over the U.S. We have a very large community in Germany and throughout Western Europe, but also a very large community in Brazil. But we're, we're kind of all over the place now. Pretty much wherever we get invited, we go and... Uh, sure what we know. I've heard that some patients thought that your mother Mary was psychic, but she wasn't really, was she? Although um, Mary didn't really possess any psychic abilities, she had great awareness. People claimed a lot of things about Mary. You know, people wanted to make her a guru or an enlightened being or some, you know, um, some person to look up to, but it was very important for her to not end up on a pedestal somewhere. She really wanted to be like anyone else and to be accepted as a human being who had no special abilities. Things that she could do were available to everybody. David, thank you for taking the time to talk with me about Jinsen Jitsu. Anyone wanting to learn more about JSJ should visit the official website at www.jsjinc.net. You've been listening to the podcast edition of Unbreak Your Health, discovering the world of hope and health known as complementary and alternative medicine. I'll be back soon with another edition, but to learn more about our guest today, please visit the podcast page at www.unbreakyourhealth.com. We'd love to hear from you about this program. 
please send your questions and comments to info at unbreakyourhealth.com. This program is a joint production of Unbreak Your Health and Loving Healing Press. Thank you for listening. I'm Alan Smith, and I look forward to being with you again soon. 